moment. moment. Of clarity. Of clarity. Of clarity. Of clarity. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? It's your man, Stefan G, and you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity and Mike, we did that thing we do every year where (laughs) we have shows up until the end of the year, and then after December 31st, we just disappear. At least we only did it for one month this year. We're yeah. getting better. Wasn't we like usually disappear for like or... two or three months. Yeah. <laughs> so this year we only disappeared for one month. So we did better. It's the first. It's it's February. It's the month of love. It's fantastic. Joy's in the house. Hey guys. Hey Michael. Hello. How are you, Pastor? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Tina's very here. Excited to be here. Yes, I am. I'm so excited. Tina's here, but she had to step out for a second. So we'll just give her a hard time when she gets back. <sighs> You are going to be, no, no, we are going to be nice to my sister. So it's good to be back, though. I'm glad that you guys, I hope somebody's going to listen to this show and they haven't all abandoned us because we disappeared. We knew everybody was doing the new year, new me thing, you know, day one of 365. So we gave you an opportunity to get rid of all of that crap and realize that you're not going to follow through on a bunch of that stuff. <laughs> and now you can get back into your regular routine of listening to Moment of Clarity, right? I don't even make them because I know I don't need to lie to myself like that. Listen, those it's, be some good lies, though, don't man, they? Man, they make you feel so good. I'm oh, in the middle God. of one, though. What? Because, you know, I got May coming up. See, so we're going to Vegas in May. Mike, are you coming to Vegas? We've talked about this. Are you coming? I with don't us? trust you. I, you shouldn't. Wait, so you need happen. to be no, there you to think, help. You think I'm the problem? You, you, that one right yeah, there look, is the like, one not gotta, to trust. You've got to come and help us keep him together. I, you got to help. You got to keep me saved in yes, Vegas. That's got, your job. I'll bring the oil. You have to keep me going to heaven in Vegas. Yeah, but no pressure. <laughs> I was like, I'll bring the oil, but that's all I'm I actually gonna, did I, mention hey. this to the girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Careful oh, with the oil. We are in Vegas. He said it. Yeah. The girlfriend? Yes. Hey, you've been she gone hasn't too been long. around. She doesn't yeah, know. Yeah. It's long gone. This uh, is regular. Uh, okay. The girlfriend comes to Vegas. So she's going to be bonding with the girls. I, I, t- I don't know if she would want to go to Vegas. She's like, I don't gamble or anything. So what I do there? No, we're not gambling. We're not gambling. We're going to shows. And, That's what I told her. Hanging out and and we're walking around, acting dumb on the street. That's yeah. what I want to do. I want to act stupid on the street. The and minions. I want to. I've always wanted to go. Yeah. Dancing with the minions. Exactly. Are, is the absolute best thing. So. And you can record it. We're going to Vegas, and so anyway, I was saying my thing that I'm my lie that I'm telling myself is I'm going to be the finest guy at the pool party in Vegas. You working on it though? I the am working on it. Finest guy? What does yes. that mean? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have the hottest body at the pool party. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who else <laughs> is gonna like, be there? That's all oh, I got okay. was okay. That's You're like, like okay. <laughs> well, I mean, like, is it just Who gonna else be... is gonna be at the pool party? Yeah. Is there no, be you know, a... they have random pool parties in Vegas at all the hotels. So we're gonna go to the one at the Cosmo, 
and it's going to be so hard. it's not going to be like at a random uh, Hilton or something no, and you're like no. I'm in the pool <laughs> no. oh yeah, yeah look at me I'm the hottest guy and you're like well you're the only guy here <laughs> no I'm going to a, a legit Vegas pool party and I'm going to I'm going to walk around with no shirt for the whole weekend the whole weekend I'm going to have no shirt on I don't know about that. And you're going to be seeing no shirt Stefan all weekend I long. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Okay. I'm not comfortable. I'm not, <laughs> I am no longer comfortable with the Vegas trip. All week? All weekend. Yeah. I'm no longer comfortable with the What Vegas happened trip. to Jesus? Isn't this show supposed I'll to be about Jesus? Yeah, it is, so if you but... haven't turned off the show yet, <laughs> what a great way to bring back the show. <laughs> so we do we do have some some things that we want to talk about today. Oh. It's not just, you know, lasciviousness in Vegas. But it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I don't follow the crowd. Okay. Turn your mic on. Say hello to the people. Hi, guys. How you been? <clears throat> I'm good. Long time no see. Yeah, man. We were just talking about our trip to Vegas. You're coming, right? She didn't even know about it. Oh. No, I knew about it. You did know about it. I did know you about it. You just ignored it. No, I forgot. <laughs> Two totally different things. <laughs> yeah. Sure, let's go to Vegas. I've in never May. been. Yeah, see, I've never been either, so. Okay, when we go to Vegas, are we going like, on a safe trip? <laughs> no, I, I just had that conversation. Are, are we going to be Are we going to be saved when we get there? It's, it's or, not like, The question is, not, are we going to be saved, saved when we, we get, get there? It's going to be, are we going to be saved once we leave? Yeah. Mike's coming to maintain all of our salvation. I'm bringing the oil. <laughs> oh, I'm coming for real, for real. Yeah. We can pray on the plane. I have to bring the girlfriend because she would have to help me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Be up all night praying for everybody. Yes. <laughs> we need designated drivers too, so yeah. this is great. That's why oh, she's going to be That's why she's gonna be with the girls. She can keep oh us saved and you keep them safe. Listen, I don't know if anybody's going to keep me safe that weekend. <laughs> I'm just trying to go to some pool parties. That, that's what we were seeing. That's right what I'm talking about. That's what I'm yes. talking about. I done heard some things. <laughs> I'm trying to find out. That's why he's going to be the finest one at the pool party. Listen, I'm sorry. Hey. Watch me when I get done. Hold on. We digress. It's going to be no shirt, Stefan, all weekend long. Hey, let me Watch me when up. I get finished. You're going to be like, dang, I missed my chance. I can't I believe. Listen, yeah. all time. <laughs> 24 seconds. I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Bring Go us ahead. back. I don't Bring us back to the Lord. To Bring us back to the Lord. You know what's funny is this is the part of most podcasts that I hate. This is the part of most radio. So they're like, can you get to the point, please? Y'all doing all this talking about nothing. So (laughs) we'll get to the point. Y'all showed up today for Jesus. We're going to give y'all some Jesus. Yes. Yes. Amen. So in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So anyway, today's show, we're talking about filling the void, right? We're talking about voids in life. And and it really came up because um, we've noticed you know, Mike and I were talking, and we've noticed with some different people that we know, we've talked about some different people that we know, because we talk about all kinds of people. Some of y'all we talk about, some people that are listening to this show, we talk about y'all too. Tina, um, <laughs> talk about them. But we were talking about people like we do, and we were recognizing how there's so much aimless activity going on in the world right mm. now. While everybody's trying to be a guru, and everybody's trying to be the, the boss, and everybody's trying to run the business and everybody's trying to be the pastor and everybody's trying to have the ministry and everybody's trying to have the thing, whatever the title is, whatever the following is. Everybody's trying to utilize their platform. Even people that have a thing are trying to have a thing. Yes, exactly. It's like you already got a thing. Why are you trying to create this new thing that doesn't really look like you? Isn't Will Smith doing that? Yes. He's an actor. It's like you got your thing. You're an actor. What what are you doing? I just think that's acting. 
Yeah, I think he you think is he's acting. acting and he's doing that. Yeah, Jim Carrey's doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, he's like does stuff on Twitter and political comments and art. I'm like, no, make me laugh. Thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not your it. thing. <laughs> so mean. tell a joke, monkey. <laughs> are, we, are we putting people in boxes? Their thing can't. Progress. See, see, see how Joy got us. She and, got us. Now it, you feel bad, don't you? No. <laughs> grow and develop, or shift, or change because the season is different. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Jim Carrey's <laughs> just funny, and that's all he can't be. Okay. Sit down and tell a joke. Period. So yeah, but we did, we did notice that there's a lot of aimless activity going on where people are trying to just do whatever the new thing is. You know, there's a lot of MLM problems with that right now. Everybody's just trying yeah. to do whatever the new thing is, so they can be one of the people doing things. And um, we noticed that, especially in the multi-level marketing space, we noticed that people are really just trying to fill voids in their life. You know, there's places of fear, places of inadequacy, places of emptiness, places of, of rejection, places of judgment, places of everything. That they're looking for this external thing to fill it up and make them feel better about whatever that place is through this avenue. And so we said, you know, maybe we should talk about it on radio. So Mm, Voids. Yeah. And blocks. (laughs) (laughs) And we won't say the cliche, Jesus filled hole in your heart or anything like that. Thank you so much, Pastor. (laughs) I know. Well, I mean, he does need to fill the hole in your heart. Mm -hmm. He does, but... I just, we're just not going to be cliche about it. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys, because we've all had this thing. We've all done it. You should start. I should start? Yeah. Girl, I don't know if we got that kind of time. I done had so Pick many one. voids. I was sitting there like, mm, <laughs> this week, last week. <laughs> <laughs> just, what book? Yeah, right. Which one? <laughs> uh, um, but I, one thing I did want to ch- ask is where have you guys experienced that? You know, like where have you been in a place where you recognize you oh look at that i was just trying to fill a void in my life you know i'm gonna start with mike because he's the pastor and he's the leader of the group where have i tried to fill a void that's a really good question i think um some i used i think i used to think that a girl could fill the void you know that Mm -hmm. i needed a girlfriend that you know all my friends had there were couples and i felt like oh well in order to have purpose and move on in life i have to have the girl so and how did that work you end up with the wrong girls. You yeah. try to do it for that reason. You certainly do end up with the wrong girls if you try to do that. Absolutely. That's a good or point. it's just a well, it's just it's just a lot of heartbreak that's was not necessary if you were just patient. Yeah. Mm. You know. I know that's that was kind of short and simple, but I would say But my, it's a powerful you, one though. Oh, it's just like there. Yeah, cuz <laughs> I know By people I know people who are looking for a significant other. And they feel like once I get that, I'll be good. Oh, well, no, that's not, not, that's not the once I get it, I'll be good, but the looking part. Yes. We, mm. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to look for a significant right. other. It's just the reasons why you're doing it and what yeah. you expect out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's really good. makes the difference. Because a lot of people that's will good. say, you know, well, once I get married, then I'll start blah, 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 blah. Right. Or then I can finally get stabilized in my life. Right, then and I'll then, buy a house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of nice. those things. And taking too long why so what was when you recognize what was the void that you were trying to fill what was the thing that you thought it was replacing for you hmm that's a good question i think it made me ignore the relationships that i already had Mm. Mm. made me value them less 
right because i was so focused on wanting the other kind of relationship that there was other things going on that i should have valued more right instead of being depressed about being single you know right okay that's a good one joy acceptance yeah tell us about mm-hmm. that my void my void was acceptance i felt that um i wasn't accepted for a great majority of my life um whether it be because i was the only child between my mother and father but i had siblings um and so i was i felt like i was always chasing my siblings to accept me uh or if it had been acceptance in a church organization because that's where i grew up in church and you know can you not just accept me for me with my flaws and all of that other good stuff? Um, so in that place of searching for acceptance, I began to try to be a superhero mm. to, to a whole group of different people or different things so that, that. somebody would accept me. Um, and the acceptance rate rolled over into identifying when they didn't accept me then I'm rejected so now I'm dealing with wanting to be accepted but always being rejected and in relationships three times divorce three times because of I needed to be accepted I wanted to be loved I needed but I got rejected so yeah I think mine was the void was acceptance how I tried to fill it was trying to be everybody's superhero what it resulted in was bad relationships and bad decisions. And where I am now is understanding that at the end of the day, if God can accept me naked, then that's all that really matters. That's good. Yeah, I I would go and say for me personally, mine was an aspect of rejection as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the things that, as a child, as an only child, because I was an only child, and it's difficult for only children, I believe, to really make connections sometimes, mm. because you always go home by yourself, you know? Yeah. And you got parents, but they're not really your friends, even <laughs> if you try to make them your friends, you know? Dang, how do you be telling me that? Yeah. yeah. I don't believe him, I'm like, I'm your friend though. No, nah, y'all ain't friends. You're not friends. Um, and so, <laughs> Tina's heart just crumbled. <laughs> <laughs> and so, there was an aspect of, and then I was always like, and I was always, different you know mm-hmm. and, and when I say different I was always different in every way so for instance I was different because I was I thought differently than most of the kids in my class as a kid and then we moved to Vermont and I was different because I was just the only black kid in the whole daggone state uh-huh. you know <laughs> and then I did that for three or four years and then when we moved to Seattle I was one of two so there was differences there and then when we moved to Baltimore I was high into arts and and things like that so I was the only I was one of the only ones like me that was uh in theater and musical theater and dance and ballet and things like that and so I was always I different that. listen y'all don't know me I'm a star I'm a straight star. Um, (laughs) And so it was it was me being different and people not knowing how to accept me, not knowing how to deal with me because I was headstrong and I was confident and I was smart enough to know what I knew Mm -hmm. and what I didn't know. And I had all these grand ideas and there was just so much in me that was bubbling to come out that I got rejected a lot. And mm-hmm. I got rejected as a child from my parents. 
Um, my father was never there. My stepdad was abusive. So there was just a lot of rejection going on. And so I always you tried to use relationships to fill that void because it was relationships that I was missing. Right. So I was a womanizer for a very long period of my, my 20s, you know, because I was just, I was trying to find something to fill that space, mm-hmm. that, that longing that I had to have a deep connection with someone, anyone, anybody around, like a, a, a maternal connection, a paternal connection, a friendship connection, a lover's connection, a brother. I didn't have any siblings, so no brotherly connection. Like anything I could do to feel a true connection with somebody, I would do that. And I found myself compromising all kinds of morals and standards and everything yep. to get to that place where I felt like, but I, at the end of the day, I was creating artificial connections. They weren't real. Yeah. You know, and then the people that I was creating them with recognized my thirst and decided to use that Mm. to their advantage. And so it just turned into this big, giant, messy ball of rubber bands. Um, But I praise. Oh, we're not at the praise the Lord part. Tina has to tell us her voice. Yes. (laughs) One thing at a time. At least we know where we're going to end. So (laughs) that's a start. Um, I would say definitely rejection and wanting to be liked. So I guess acceptance. Mm -hmm. Uh, not so much for my family. Uh, it didn't really matter. But <laughs> I'm joking. I love you guys. If you guys want to <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mine was more rejection. So if I did something wrong at work, I would feel like a failure. Or I would feel like, you know, it was against me. It was something I did. Or if someone didn't like me, it was me why they didn't like me. Or what did I do? Or I guess I was more sensitive to it. So, But my void, me feeling my void was with alcohol. Um, I would just go out. I would find myself having something happen that I didn't like that maybe hurt my feelings where I felt rejected. And that night, for some reason, someone got a party going on. Somewhere. Someone bringing a bottle to the house and I am just at it, having a great time. Um, so I think that was something that, I mean, I'm still dealing with it. So, I mean, can't wait to get to the praise part. <laughs> can, we, can we move on now? Wait, can are you allowed now? to come to Vegas? I need to uh, check and make yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but it, it's 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 so interesting how these things play a part in our lives, right? Because I I can remember even some of the voids I've never recognized or become aware of. Some of the voids that I've never identified, I can recognize there was something I was trying to fill with this. You know, right. when I went through my drug phase, there was mm-hmm. something I was trying to fill. There was something I was trying to fill when I was doing drugs. There was something I was trying to fill when I was selling drugs. And they were two totally different voids yeah. that I was trying to fill, you know. And so as I went through all of these different phases in my life, even if I didn't recognize what the void was that I was trying to fill, I recognized there's something that I was trying to compensate Something going for. on, yeah. Yeah. It becomes a pattern. The same things happen again and you're just like. And it's it's not easy to re- realize it when you're in that space. Okay, now that you say it, I'm looking at wow, yeah, I wanted recognition. Yeah, yeah. it's a place to be seen, to yeah. be accepted. Yeah. And I was, you know what I'm saying? Vo- I was filling the void of being recognized because I felt like nobody ever listened to me, nobody ever heard me, and I've never saved enough for you to get a word from me but you i can say one thing and somebody else say the exact same thing and all of a sudden it's the lord yeah Yeah. you know i had one where my stepfather who was a horrible individual um but he really impressed on me that i wasn't good enough for anything like my whole elementary middle school life was me feeling like i wasn't good enough but 
in that space. So there's a there's a place if you think about like think about it in its simplest terms. So imagine your heart has all of these compartments and there's a compartment that says feels good enough. Right. And so that was empty, completely empty. And so in order to fill that spot, that empty spot. I was out to prove to everybody that I could do everything, right? And so I I immediately started becoming the best at everything in the world. Everything I put my hands to, I was the best at. I won all kinds of trophies. I was first place at this. I was first place at that. And people were seeing it as me being an achiever that they didn't realize it was actually me trying to prove that I was good enough. Are we related? Listen, I didn't told yeah. you. Yeah. I didn't to told say, you. We, did we twins. Have, was our people related back in the day or something? Because literally. One thing I think is interesting is all of our voids are sort of relationship based in yeah. some way. Yeah. We're yeah. either trying to be accepted or loved by someone else or some group of people yeah. or a family member. I, I think. Go ahead. Yeah. I think just, I think that's, I feel with every human that desire to be understood mm-hmm. and to be like, Accepted, like you said, I think it's just a, something that we have. We just have this internal desire where we want this. We want yeah. this deeper connection. Well, we were made for community. The reason yeah. there's more than one of us is because God thought that we should not be alone, you know? And so we have an internal desire to be a part of a community, a part of, that's why, come on, the Book of Doom, Mike, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> a part of a community, a part of a movement, a part of something that I can attach myself to. We talk about it in the LGBT community, how they've used that label as their identifier so that they are somebody. It's not that you're Joe, yeah. it's that you're Joe LGBT, you might as well be LGBT Joe, Yeah, you know? Um, and so we don't recognize the beauty of our individualism. We don't recognize the beauty of our individualism and we don't recognize the value that is encapsulated in that individualism. And there's a lot of reasons for that, you know? There's a lot of reasons we don't recognize that, but it ends up with us having all of these missing spaces in our heart. Turmoil. You know? Yeah, that we're looking to fill up with jelly and and silly putty and Legos. And vodka. And yeah, and vodka (laughs) and and dirt and and, and whipped cream. And yes. and all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But I think there's a bigger thing though. I think there's something in the creation in and of itself that, that makes us open and yearning for a specific relationship. I'm so glad you said that. Because we are going to get right there when we come back from this break. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. Catch y'all in a bit. Stress isn't something that I'm empty of, or it's well, not she's saying these are the causes the, of yeah, voids. Yeah, because like you oh. gotta understand, like if I because like if I have an expectation of let's say my wife, right, and she right. doesn't meet that expectation. Now there's That's a space in me a that void. I create. Yeah, it okay. creates something. Okay, I thought she was. I saying give you a perfect example. Part. So yesterday there was something at my job that I was supposed to do, but I didn't realize because I don't want to blame anybody. But I failed at that. It stressed me to the point where all I was thinking about is I need a drink because I felt like I failed at something. So even though failure was the real reason behind it, stress pushed me towards my gotcha. towards it. If that is a good. Yes. Yeah. And so what was the void that the failure illuminated? I just, wanting to be perfect, that perfectionism. Oh, uh, you make sure you write that, that one down. down. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, like I don't, I go into my, like even with my jobs, I go in with, I create, I started reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's a good book. Oh my God. Very good book. Very Such good a good book. But it just, it opens your eyes to like, so I created a mission statement and I, even reading my mission statement realizes that I have an unrealistic expectation. Yeah, within myself. Yep. Because I'm like, I'm going to be diligent and effective in anything I put my hands to, work with excellence. And it's just like, nah, nah, bro. We ain't recording. So <laughs> I was like, I don't even know why you put that over there and put your hand over there. Yeah, but no, seriously, I think that, I, and I'll bring it up. I'll talk about it. But yeah, I, I think that perfectionism or. Just being disappointed within ourselves. Most people, most people, especially of Americans, have an unrealistic expectation of their lives. They wow. really do. Or what yeah. they can do. Yeah. Or what they should do. Or right. what it should look like. Mm-hmm. Especially in America. Go to other countries and it's not, they're like, all we have to do is not die. Yeah. Or even we, with Christians. Can we eat today? I feel like the pressure the church puts on some people on how they should live their life is... I think that causes problems. That causes stress. That makes people feel like a failure, or they're not they're not reaching the mark. Oh yeah. Mm. So mm-hmm. totally familiar with that. Like I said, I was never saved enough. So you know what? Guess what? I ain't gonna be saved at all. See, that's my problem. I be feeling like I'm not. That's why I just say it out loud. Like I'm not that saved. You guys are saved more than I am. But you wasn't yeah. gonna be saved at all. You more saved today. We okay. have, we have daily moments. Yeah. We yeah. die of our flesh daily. Right. So I died of my flesh at 8 a.m. Here we are at 1:44. Something happened, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what happened at 8 a.m.? I mean, 8 a.m. I was praying like, God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Hey, I will I, rejoice. You know, I cast down all my cares, you know, trusting in you, <laughs> dying of my flesh. That you know, unselfish, you know. You know, this girl's quoting scripture, mm-hmm. like for real quote. And then about That's 12, one o'clock. One, actually, yeah, by one o'clock after I had to feed my son, get these text messages and these phone calls. Like, y'all gonna leave me alone today. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what kind of day today is. Just, I don't know if it's a yeah. whole. So I got what I'm talking about. All right. Want to never miss an episode of Moment of Clarity? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, or tune in. Moment of Clarity. Y'all almost made me say thank you, Jesus, when I opened up the microphone. <laughs> It's your man, Stefan G. <laughs> and we are talking about filling voids in your life. And, Joy, you were saying something about your belief that maybe it's bigger than that. Maybe it's not just we're creating all these holes in our lives and our parents don't love us enough. Maybe it's something more. Right. I I think my personal opinion is that there is a certain way that we were, we were created, not necessarily with a void, but we were created with a desire. We were created with, a want to have relationship, whether that be a vertical relationship or and the horizontal relationship. Because like you were saying earlier, the whole aspect of us being more than one person is because it's not good for mankind to be alone. So that horizontal relationship was in the creation of it all. But before that, there was the vertical relationship. And in our creation and the creator desiring a relationship with us, mm-hmm. the equal and opposite reaction to that. If Say you it again. Go, she said equal you, and opposite. Say if you want to get to a scientific level, the the creator that created us, that desired that relationship with us, created in us the desire to have a relationship with him. Yes. Mm-hmm. So 
that's how those two things get together and they marry and they meet and then follow on now that time has progressed the absence of that relationship is the void right that that's the expanse mm-hmm. because we're trying to get back to that and 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 because we lack the knowledge of that right. as we're growing and as we're becoming who we're becoming we're searching and seeking for right. something and anything and it would, sorry well, to interrupt, it would only make sense that to us it would be something intimate that we're seeking for because, because it's a very it's intimate something, relationship yeah, it's a, we want this closeness so i i get why relationships for you mike are for me or for everyone here mm-hmm. is one of them because we look for that yeah. girlfriend that's going to be close enough to us that we can feel vulnerable and open to when it's more of a relationship with God. Oh, that's you just talked about being vulnerable and open, open with God. And I just love that Jeez. because yeah. that's that's the best part of the relationship. You know, the Bible yeah. says in 1 John 4 19 that we love right. him awesome. because he first loved us. Mm. Right. And that's that equal and opposite that you mm-hmm. were talking about, that we love him because we he first loved us. People think about that scripture from a different standpoint. They think about it as, well, the reason I love him is because he loves me so much. No. What if this scripture is really declaring what you just said that the reason we loved him is because he loved us and created that desire to love him inside we were the bible says we're made in his image right Mm -hmm. that's one of the that's one of the identification markers to know that we will have that desire that seek for that closeness and that relationship because he has that because he has that desire and seek seek. yep you know so if he isn't is as God is desiring relationship with us and he created us in his image, it's only right that we would desire a relationship with him and with others. Right. Yeah. You know? Exactly. At that that is the the point of place that where I gained a little bit more wisdom and information is that just like in families, as generations and generations and generations, I don't know about the relationships or dynamic in first generation, my my family, mother or father's side. Mm-hmm. So a lot of information was lost. Yeah. So I don't know first generation dynamic relationship, Adam and God, because it's no longer being presented. It's mm. been presented askewed. So me getting back to finding out what was that first generation relationship, Adam and God. And like you were saying, Stefan, the, the, Mere fact that, well, I was created in your image. Let us make man in our own likeness. Well, what was your likeness? And if you began the let us or God spoke, let there be, you did it for a reason. There was a yearning in you. So therefore me having a yearning isn't wrong. Yes, it's not off. And not only that, I don't know. And and this goes back to what I have read in the Bible and what I've read other places. But I truly believe that you cannot love, you can, let me say this correctly. You cannot not love the place that you come from, right? Right. Wherever yeah. you come from, there's a love from no that place. No matter what. Like right. You can have an abusive mother and you're still love you're, her the you next love day. Her. Yes. Yeah. And even, even in the places where you hate her, you love her. Yeah. I, was, I was reading this book by Dr. Keith Ablow. I don't believe everything he says, but this book was on point. It was about truth, right? And he was talking about, he used the scenario of a young man who had a father who was frivolous with the family's money, right? He was always taking out second and third and fourth mortgages on the house. They were always getting kicked out. They were always this. They were always that. And in this young man's mind, as he was going through counseling with Dr. Abloh, 
in his mind, he created in his image who his father was. His father wasn't frivolous with the family's money. His father was a risk taker. His father was the kind of person that went out and went after what he wanted. And he had created this dynamic of who his father was because it was internally impossible for him not to love his father. Exactly. Internally impossible for him not to love the place that he came from. Yep. You know, and I think we have some of that as well in us in where the Bible even says, as the deer panteth by the water brook, Mm -hmm. so So my soul soul panteth for the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, and we look at that psalm as if, he was just stating how he was feeling at the time. What if that was a declarative statement, not an expressive statement? But right. what if he was declaring, this is how it is, and I want y'all to understand that this is how it is. This is fact, yeah. yeah. That, that, that this is just pure-blown fact. I, fact I think you're life. right. I think it was a declarative statement. Mm-hmm. That I mean, I guess we kind of interpret it as that's what we should be doing, but right. maybe that is... How he is. Yeah. How we're meant to be. That's how we're created. How we are. Created, yeah. Yeah, We just are that way. It's so important that we recognize, because what happens is when we don't recognize, first of all, that we're created with that. So what happens is we start to try to, it's like like when my wife and I are talking about overwhelming situations, right? Mm -hmm. And she uses the example of, it's a swimming pool moment. I feel like I'm at the bottom of a swimming pool. All this water is around me, right? And I say, well, what we have to do in that moment is make sure that we're not trying to fight the water. Right. So and so what happens is, yeah, because the water's not going anywhere. Good, and so what happens good. is we get into these situations really where good. that yearning, that desire, that that place to have that connection comes out of us mm-hmm. and we start fighting the water. We don't want to want that. Right. And yeah. we don't believe that it's productive for us to have that desire. And so we're trying to push it aside oh, and we're trying good. to ignore it and we're trying to fight the water in that situation when but the reason is because we haven't been taught that that's in us. We haven't been taught what right. to do with it. We haven't been taught where it comes from. We haven't been taught it. where it should be directed. We haven't been taught to accept it. You know, all of those pieces. Don't know how to swim. Exactly. You know? We don't know how to swim. Don't know how to swim. And we out here oh, fighting the water. Here. Yeah. Trying not to drown. Exactly. Because the feeling is so overwhelming and suffocating. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what to do with it. I, I'll never, using that analogy, I will never, I still don't know how to swim. But I will never forget what took away my fear of water. They told me to sink to the bottom of the pool and jump. So I mm. used to literally fight the water and feel <gasps> and choking myself. But when they calmed me enough to be calm, if you get thrown in the middle of the deep water, let yourself just close your eyes, let yourself relax, sink to the bottom of the pool. You'll find so the bottom of it. Jump. And when I began doing it, because my brothers were horrible. Oh my God. I just think that's amazing though, even using that analogy. You gotta start you gotta find it. Find the missing piece. Find that area that you are that you're in. You want this desire. You have this desire. Get to the core of it. Sink to the bottom of the pool. That's right. Get to the core. Find out the root of where this Mm -hmm. comes from. And then you have no problem getting back to the top. Right. Oh, this is so great. (laughs) And we can do that not just in because as Joy was talking about with our relationship with God, right? but also in those other places that we're seeking to fill voids, right? Right. Find out what's the core reason that every time somebody thinks I can't do something, I have to prove them wrong. Uh, Why do you feel like you have to? Right. What is the core reason that when somebody says something remotely disrespectful, I fly off the handle and can't handle it? What is the core reason that I believe that I will not be successful in my life until I find that significant other for me to connect to? What Sink to the bottom of the pool. And then jump. Well, what is the core reason? 
Is it different for everyone or is it it the same? I think, well. I would say it is only because of the fact that there are some people that feel like, well, I'm being open and vulnerable with God. And I started with, I have that core, but I still have this void. Like, for example, it's not going to change the desire that I still want to be with someone. I may not want to get married right now, but I still have a desire (laughs) to be with somebody. It doesn't mean that I'm not seeking God. I'm not talking to him, but there's still this void there that I feel like is missing. But also in those places, like, for instance, if you're talking about. Um, somebody who flies off the handle whenever somebody looks at them sideways, right? They're, the core is probably the same for everybody in that situation. Mm-hmm. The way that it came about, the situations and circumstances that caused this seed to be planted might be different. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's all roses. The seed is the same. The plant right. is the same. The thing that's going to sprout is the same. It just was planted in a different way. So, you know, when you have mm-hmm. people like that who are experiencing where you look at me sideways and I fly off the handle, there's... A, a sense of inadequacy in me somewhere where I believe that you're looking at me to judge me for some reason or something like that. And finding that space, finding what that seed is and how it got planted in you is sinking to the bottom of the pool. Mm-hmm. And then the jumping aspect is just go towards Jesus. Find yourself to and Because God, you jump know, we can get... Jesus. Yeah, right? Swim toward Jesus. <laughs> Come on, swim Put your hands up and just jump. And so now we can get cliche and say that Jesus needs to fill those voids, mm-hmm. those holes in your heart, all those places where there are minor adjustments to the creation, right? Because each one of these pieces, we were created perfect, right? Right. And then as we went through life, we obtained all of these minor adjustments to the creation that some of them we expanded, some of them we minimized, some of them we went with, some of them we didn't. But it's allowing the Lord to start to pick into those minor adjustments so that he can reconfigure or recollaborate those places in your life so that they're back in perfect alignment with how he created you, with the image that he created. Yeah, so don't only look at the behavior in itself, but look deeper into that. Because mm-hmm. I know um, another thing from the book I was reading that would be a good thing is like the paradigm shift. God wants to change the way you see the situation, not just the way you behave. Right. So I think that is also another thing too, because some people are like, oh, okay, you never talk to God, God, I have this issue, so I'm just going to stop doing this today. And rest assured that God's going to take care of it along the way. It may be something different that God wants to change in your mindset as well. That's true. And one thing that I, I, something that I've done with my sister and um, other people is when we're talking about getting back to that original, I I call it a canvas. Mm -hmm. And, and the original canvas had a certain look to it, or it, it was a certain picture. But as time went on, it's almost as if different artists came along and put their own brush stroke on it and did another brush. Somebody else did another brush stroke. Yep. Somebody else did another brush that's stroke. Good. So it's creating a different picture. So now somebody else that's looking at it doesn't see the original canvas. Not only does somebody else not see the original canvas, but the artist that did it first can't even see what, can't he, originally even see made. what, he, what he made because yep. somebody else has put all these brush strokes on it. So if we could do a 3D lift, of all of those brush strokes where you can actually kind of look down and be like, oh, I kind of see what the original thing was looking like. But you can also see this hue of green wasn't there originally. originally. Yeah, That hue of red wasn't there originally. And not even necessarily identify, well, why did that artist put that green or that red there? But just say, I can now see that there's a green and red that wasn't a part of my original canvas. What do I want to do with them? Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because it's at the end of the day, we have to be in a position to make that choice, right? Right. I was married to a woman 
who basically said, not my current wife, because she's amazing, but I right, was married to is. a woman. Let's clarify. Who basically said, I'm an a-hole. Basically said, I'm an a-hole, and everybody around me just has to deal with that, right? That was her truth for that was her. That was what she decided, yeah. Oh, but sad. I could not, while I could still be angry at the a-hole, I could not be angry at the fact that she recognized it and chose that right. in my life, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And we all have that ability to choose as we're going through and identifying the hues of red and orange and green and golden and fuchsia and, and right. aqua and mauve. And I'm just trying to think of every weird name That's of a color that I can think of. <laughs> right. Very interesting color names. But as we go through and we identify those things, the Lord gives us the opportunity to say, okay, do you want to keep this? Do you want to shed it? Right. Now, he's he's going to always desire you to have what he's created as the perfect picture of you. Right. But he gives you the choice to say, do you want to keep this color? Or you want to get rid of it? Mm. Here's my desire for you. And we can talk about the conversation about why I desire you to keep the golden but get rid of the red. You know, And we can have that moment. And you can tell me why the red is important to you and what value it holds in your life and why you don't want to get rid of it. But we can. St- he still gives you the freedom to make that choice. Exactly. Well, and he will good. love you with whatever color you put there. Yep. He sure will. Even as he continually desires for you to recalibrate and refine the picture back to its original design. So you're accepted no matter what. Yep. Regardless yep. of what flaw or tendency or weak tendencies or desires you may have. Or voids. And or so voids. what I would encourage everybody who's listening to this show is not only do this for yourself, right? Not only take some time to really look and see. There's places where I'm filling voids in my life with nonsense. And be open and yeah. vulnerable and with yourself. Be honest. Yes, stop, Jesus. Stop claiming you look, a CEO and you ain't got $10 in your bank account. Don't be, don't be shooting down people's dreams. Wait no, a minute. No, I don't. No, there's a difference between aspiring to be a CEO and claiming you are currently So you're a saying CEO. the CEO is tied with the funds in your account? Not necessarily. I'm just talking about somebody I know. That's what he's doing. <laughs> that's what, that's what he's doing. He's throwing green, Very specific yellow. example in yeah. his head. Yeah, yeah I was like, wait a minute. That's not yeah. the turtle but, people. But, <laughs> but be honest with yourself because remember, you don't want to, we've talked about this in the past, you don't want to be acting in an ideal truth mm. and instead of your actual truth. Land, yeah. yeah, you don't want to be in ideal self. You want to be an actual self. You don't want to be in the land of should have, right? Yes. You want to be in the real life example of what you really are and how you really act and why you're really that way and what you really think and what you really feel and what you really believe. You want to stay there. And just always be honest. Mm -hmm. Like you see a void. If you see a pattern happen in your life, why is this happening? What happened today that could have triggered that? Find your triggers, too, because I feel like that would help you see your voids as well. Because we recognize it in other people. We'll be like, you always got problems. Every time time somebody want to do something with you, you always got an issue. Your car always just broke down, Mm -hmm. or your foot always just got broken, or your dog always just got ran over, or your husband always just got in a fight. Like, there's always something. And even though we see those as external influences that we don't have any control over, maybe it's because of the void what we're doing to try to fill the void that's causing a lot of those external situations you know and then not only would i ask that anybody who's listening would do this and begin to identify and walk through this process for yourself but also when you meet other people be open to being aware of their voids right and what they're trying to fill and say it with love because some people might take offense 
Well, even if you don't say anything at all, treat them as if you recognize. Oh, that's good. You know what I'm saying? Treat yeah, them like you already noticed. Like, yeah, take I the time to recognize yeah. everybody has something. We all have something. Oh, that's good. Even those of us who fixed a lot of the things we have, we still got other stuff, right? And so treat people as if you recognize they might be having, a, they might be trying to fill a void or they might be having a particular situation or a yearning or a desire that is an unfulfilled wish an unfulfilled dream and it's contributing to the method of their life it's contributing to the way they're acting it's contributing to the way they talk to you right you know what i'm saying when somebody gets all flipped with me at the mouth i don't get offended because i'm like well you did that because of you it wasn't because of me yeah and it gives it extends grace and mercy and it extends our ability to remember that we had voids too so and we would hope that people would take that stance in observation of us but more importantly that stance is being taken every moment of every day because god does it with us yeah he knows exactly what voice we have he and he's not we're not dying dead on our way to hell none of that um because of grace and mercy so why can i not extend that grace and mercy and that recognition and that love because God is love, so God's love fills our void. So if we become love towards one another, we can help fill voids for one another as we point them back to, to Jesus. I wanted to get Pastor Mike's thoughts. I haven't heard from you in a little bit. You know. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I've just been taking it all in today. Very interesting. Okay. I, don't, I don't know what else to add. You guys have uh, summed it up pretty well, actually. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. Cut the so, credits. yeah. Take, take some time in your life and, and really... Take, it's the beginning of the new year. It is. You've had a month to get rid of all of the lies you told to yourself. I did. So Don't now your new year can begin, right? Like you and I said, Mar- yep. March is the really the beginning, beginning of the new, new year. year. It is. Take some time to really take a look at, you know, who am I? Where am I? What am I? Is there something missing or I believe is missing in me that I'm trying to fill with the external that I can get from what's already within me? Especially if you save, because God's already in you if you save. Already there. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I also wanted just to add, well, I wanted to add in what voids may look like, the different types of voids. Yeah. Quickly, go oh, ahead. Oh, yes. Yeah. So different types of voids that may look like for others that can give you triggers to let you know that there is something maybe more internally going on would be unmet expectations within yourself and with others. Mm-hmm. Um, stress, disappointment, again, within yourself <laughs> and with others. Failure and the wanting of being perfect, wanting everyone to see you in a perfect light. Yeah, perfectionism is a big one. Ooh. Yeah. Perfectionism a is a bully. big one. Yeah. We're going to so. have a conversation about that, too. <laughs> Moment of clarity. Stefan yeah. G, appreciate all of y'all for listening. Catch y'all next time. Later. Woo.